Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, joined by Vance in front of the Ranger. He's all murdered out tonight in his, like, <laughs> Under Armour hoodie, black sweatpants. You, you a fish. You, you a hunt. Oh, man. You're, are you trying to tell us something? No. Okay. He's not telling us anything. Uh, <laughs> we also have Todd Young on speakerphone. We have Lance Caesar as our guest today. He is also speakerphone. And uh, this podcast is brought to you by Fatty Z Muskie Products. FattyZMuskie.com. Fatty Z Muskie Products on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And you guys know the routine. Jerk baits, swim baits, glide baits, and rod holders, Project X. You know, we got a little bit of everything. We'll be soon having some bakers and boss shads, hence the word products in the name. So uh, we'll, we'll kind of unveil it more on the podcast than on the website because it's not as updated as I should keep it. And uh, Todd, you want to hit up Muddy Creek? Yeah, we've taught young Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Give us a call. We've still got some, I think Vance and I are still ready to fish a little bit. We need a little break in our weather. It's been pretty brutal the last few days, just 40 mile hour winds and yeah, rain and stuff like that, but we'll get a break in it. Vance got some openings. I have a few. Uh, look us up. Facebook, Todd Young, Facebook, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides mcfishingguys.com Vance, you want to do uh, St. Croix? St. Croix rods, best on earth. <laughs> we use them every day we fish. I, I can tell you this, this year, 100% of the time I was fishing, I had a St. Croix in the boat. All four times. Wow. Yeah. Not many people can say that. Mm. Nicely but, done. Nicely done. Uh, we also have some, uh, some nice sponsors. We have, uh, Baker Baits. Check them out. Team Rhino Outdoors, if you're lucky enough to find them when they have them. Uh, all about bakers on Facebook. You could probably just do a Google search, Zach Baker, and, uh, see them. Not that easy to get, but they're beautiful. As of late, they're really not easy to get. I mean, they're, they're gone in seconds off that Team Rhino. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. You can get them on Team Rhino, and you can contact Zach directly. Yep. And let him know that you heard it from the podcast. He likes that stuff. He does. He likes to talk to people. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got uh, Boss Shads. Paul Frestierio, he was just recently on along with Zach. Really cool guy. Makes some great baits. Um, it, I, I'd consider it like a shad bait, but it doesn't look like your standard shad bait. Um... I can't say I catch a lot of fish on them because I don't go fishing that much, but Vance and Todd? Yeah, absolutely. Those shad baits, they make a four and a half inch, seven inch, ten inch. They do some jointed stuff, 12 inch minnow. Yeah. Those little, we use a lot of the, the, the little shad baits. They're crazy action. It, it almost looks like it's a, like a sphere in, in the water, how much it wiggles. It's crazy. It turns 3D on you. Yeah. Nice. Hologram. Good stuff. That's usually on my X-Rod. It's usually the X-Rod. Yeah. Nice. You, you kind of wrapped it all around. Secrets. Teamed with the, teamed with the X, it does very well. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Now, Lance, we were talking earlier, yeah. and you said that you use some of those baits. What, what's your experience with both Bakers and Boss Shads? Did we, Lance, did, did we even introduce them yet? I did say it in the beginning. Le- There's another Ants on, on the podcast, not Vance, but we have Lance Caesar. Uh, he guides down on Cave Run. Right. I'm gonna. We were gonna get that. I wanted to. Okay. I didn't know if we. I didn't know if we. I did. Bring I, did it up. I didn't think we mentioned his name. I didn't think we yeah. did either. I did. Yeah. No, I well, it can get confusing. Hey, Lance, here. did I do it? Okay. Uh, honestly, I was on Facebook. I wouldn't even listen. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're that boring oh, already. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... No, I, I, I definitely use that name. Uh, but I, uh, I'm Lance Caesar. I guide for uh, Cave Run Guide Service for Tony Grant, and I guide for uh, Battle of the Beast Guide Service for Greg Thomas, all down here in, uh, in Eastern Kentucky at Cave Run Lake. Nice. Now... The, the, the question was, do you use any of the uh, sponsored baits? Boss Shads and Bakers. I do. 
But you do. I use the uh, the Baker. I use the five inch shad a lot, uh, and the uh, the boss shad. I also use the uh, the four inch of it, and I use the crime box uh, quite a bit. It's a lot, a lot uh, crime box more in the spring than, than this time of year. But, uh, but yeah, I, I use them both. And I like them both. I had good success with both of them. Awesome. That's what we like to hear. Unscripted. He was on Facebook when I asked the question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's this per- level of professionalism we're at right now. <laughs> it is. It, it's it's boring. It, it's boring. <laughs> no one on here knew that I even brought him up. I swear you didn't. I did. We're gonna have to listen to it. I mean, I get called Lance all the time. Do you? Yeah, Lance, Vince. I just respond. You know. Yeah. Now, Lance, do you get called Vance all the time? I feel like it's a real. Uh, I've been called a lot of things that that hasn't advanced as much one of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I got the I got the rare one, but whatever. Yeah. Okay. Good. Perfect. All right, Lance. You know, you, you kind of did a quick intro. You know, is there anything else you want to plug before we dive into this? Um. No, just the uh, the two guide services I work for. Uh, both are full service guide service. Uh, like I said, uh, the one is battlethebeast.com, uh, and that is through Greg Thomas. The other one is Cave Run Guide Service, and that is with Tony Grant. Um, and I guide you around for both of them. Nice. And, uh, you know, I've, I i know I said this before the podcast, so I'm going to say it again. I really only know you. I think we're friends on Facebook, I think. I believe so. And uh, just talking to you a few minutes before the podcast. So... Todd and Vance, Big V, mm, said that they've... <laughs> that is disgraceful. <laughs> That's horrible. Said, said that, you know, they you guys met up a couple times this year on the PMTT, the trail. Uh, yeah. I guess, let, Todd, you want to start there? You want to start? Yeah. Uh, how, how long have you been doing the uh, trail? I know you've had some good success. You know, I always watch the results and stuff. I pay attention even if I don't go. You had some great success down there at Cape Run. I know you guys have done well. How long have you been doing it? What got you started? That kind of stuff. Um, well, my tournament partner is, uh, is my is my father, and he originally started fishing the the trail when it uh, when it started in 1998, 1999. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't start fishing the trail with him until uh, 05 when I graduated college. But we've fished it uh, at least one event every year since. And so five, um, and it's been quite a learning curve. And the last few years, we've started to to do well. Like last four years, I guess, so we've started to have some success. And it, um, and I can I can kind of see a, I don't know a pattern, though, in our, our learning curve from beginning to fish tournaments until now that uh, that we've come a long way from the first time we were fishing tournaments. What what was different? Yeah, it, it, <clears throat> Yeah, it, 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 it makes a diff, big difference because now you guys are probably are going to some lakes you've been to before. That that definitely puts a, uh, you know, when you go somewhere, you at least have some ideas. Uh, and, you know, when, when just getting started going to the new lakes, they are repeating a lot of these places. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that helps you out a lot, whether it's good or bad experiences from the past. <laughs> you have something to work with the next time you go there. Yeah, at least you have something, a baseline to start on. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you guys have done well down there at uh, Kentucky. Of course, you always have that one in the spring. And I know right. you've been catching. You you did good a few years ago. You've been catching them jigging. You've been catching them all kinds of different ways. Yeah. Um, I guess from 2012, every tournament at Cave Run in 2012, uh, we've been in the top five at Cave Run every year since then. That's awesome. And, and all year we're jigging. Just different places. Yeah. All jigging, like stand there, up, down, up, down. All day long, up, down, up, down. Awesome. That does not sound very fun. It gets it done, though. It is the most boring style of fishing people. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. it works. It works, yeah. You, you said since 2012 you guys have been top five? I think 2012 we were fifth. 2013 we were third. Uh, 
The only year I wasn't in the top five was the year I fished with Greg. Um, I said, <laughs> well, oh, my go. goodness. Okay, I got to stop you there. <laughs> you didn't make the top five when you were fishing with the, technically your boss? <laughs> yeah, and uh, my dad was going to have shoulder surgery, so he wasn't going to be able to fish the whole season. So he was just going to fish the one at K run, but if I wanted to fish the whole trail, um, I was, I was going to fish it with Greg. So we wouldn't lose any points. Well, my dad uh, fishes with another guy, a uh, buddy of ours, Jason Ritchie, and he comes in fourth at the k tournament while me and Greg tied for last because we didn't even see it resemble the whole season, much less just the run. Uh-huh. Okay, now was that, what year was that? That was um, well, last year, yeah. Okay. Because when, when the water was like biblically flooded? Uh, oh yeah, that, okay. That was the one that that Todd and, and Capital V over here yeah. fished in the high water. Man, you got to give me a thing because the names are too close. This is bad. <laughs> yeah, we were down there for that 30, 30 foot over like normal pool or whatever. No luck jigging there. Uh, well, my dad did because he did it. Hmm. Uh, me and Greg decided we were going to do something else, and uh, it, it didn't work out so well. Tied for last. I mean, heck, at least you're not last. You got company. Yeah. <laughs> well, tied for last sounds Yeah. Yeah. We caught a fish that tournament. We didn't register one to. I think they had to be thirty inches or whatever. We caught a fish, and uh, right. I think I we sliced it in half. It was it was bad. I know how big was that? Forty seven, forty eight. I think it it was yeah. it was like. I think originally it was like twenty. It was like fresh out of the stocking pond. Okay, fresh out of the stocking <laughs> pond. Yeah. It was flooded. He and I were fishing up in the stock pond. It was flooded. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's uh, that, that's something. Okay, so you don't fish well with your boss, and well, he had a great time. We just. But at the cave run tournament and all the other ones I fished with him, we just never had anything going pre fishing um, to really go on, and, and we just yeah. we didn't do well. That's uh. So you got to go. You guys were in the running this year for the what 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 place going into the Invitational? Vance and I didn't get to go. We didn't make it. Uh, so what happened out there? You guys were up up pretty high. Uh, in the standings, six, eighth place, something like that? Yeah, we were in, uh, in seventh going to the PMPG championship okay. last, at uh, Miltona in Minnesota. Uh, it was a good experience. I've been there three times before, but every time I've been there was in July and August. Um, and it's just a lot different than the last few times I've been there. Oh, why is that? Uh, well, in July and August, usually the weeds are to the surface and, you know, 15 feet, 15, 16 feet. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of, uh, in my experience, a lot of, a lot of cowgirls, a lot of big, big blades, big rubber, um, and, you know, moving everything pretty quick. Well, when this time we went out, the weeds had kind of, they was post turnover. The lake had just turned over. Uh, the weeds had kind of fallen a little bit and, um, what little weeds there were were out in pretty deep structure, but weren't nowhere near as tall as they they had been in the summer. Um, and it was a little hard for us to find fish. We struggled for the first couple of days. We were there actually finding any fish. But uh, we ended up finding them. That didn't seem to be the problem in the tournament. It was hard for us to just get them to eat. We ended up raising, uh, I think we had 10 or 12 fish to the boat during the tournament. Oh, wow. Wow. That's when you gotta, you know, get the guy, you know, the the, the net man trained to where when right. the fish is following, I, you just dip it in front of him. <laughs> oh, he had the uh, my dad had the hot stick out there during the tournament. He was moving all the fish, and uh, one in particular was probably 48, 49. It was a, it was a big fish, and uh, it went around probably ten times. It went around so long that he got tired and handed me the rod, and I figure ate the fish. Three more times. And wow. Now that's teamwork. That's crazy, man. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, I was doing the best I could because I was laughing at him. 
for uh, he's not good anymore. So I'm, I'm, and I'm figuring the fish while laughing at him. Unbelievable! You have a giant yeah, you guys falling can, in like that. That's crazy. Did you guys catch? Uh, like you guys did all the tournaments then? Yeah. We did. Uh, okay. We, we got uh, we came in second at Cave Run. Mm-hmm. Um, then we fished Eagle River. Uh, we caught one there, but it was 29 and a half inches. Oh, okay. And uh, we went to Madison, and we got a 44 and a half at Madison. Okay, nice, nice. That puts you right up there. That's a that's a great uh, that's a great year. So how how did this, the tournament end up up there? At uh, um, ended up there was eight fish caught. Um, all we actually would have needed, that's just the, the way the numbers shook out, we would have needed one fish, 46 inches long, and we could have, could have been, uh, team of the year, uh, but that wasn't in the card. But there ended up being, uh, first place, I think it was a 51 and a 43, uh, from Matt Snyder and Scott Reby from Minnesota. Uh, they ended up winning it. Uh, team of the year was two brothers from Wisconsin, they got one in the tournament also. But it was a, I mean, it was a, a rough tournament. There were, like I said, eight fish caught and I think 38 boats, 36 boats, something like that. Uh, the second day of the tournament, the first day was flat calm, 60 uh, degrees. I was actually fishing in a t-shirt, uh, which is unusual, I'm assuming, for Minnesota in October. Uh, and then Sunday was... Uh, I think when we blasted off that morning, it was 32 degrees with 45 mile an hour winds. It was a wonderful day. And there was one fish caught there in the whole field that day. Wow. Oh, wow. Now, with, with, with that kind of wind and temperature and stuff, that probably had no effect on the fish. I don't know if it had any effect on the fish or not. I know it affected me. <laughs> <laughs> what boat are you uh, fishing? Uh, second cast, I had one up. I was throwing a uh, a pounder bulldog. Second cast, I had one up to try to eat at the boat. He missed, and that was the only fish we saw all day, the second day. You're probably pretty pumped after second cast. Fish comes up, you oh, today's going to be a good day. And it... well, in my experience, if you do really well first or second cast, it's usually going to be a long day. I've never <laughs> had any luck yeah. after the fish or seeing the fish right off the bat. What, did, what have I told you guys? If you catch a fish on the first cast, it's bad luck. Uh, you know, in a, in a tournament, I mean, you get it how you live. I, I would I would take yeah. it. First cast, yeah, yeah, you get I a fish. <laughs> in a tournament. But yeah, any other day fishing, I guess, that's... It's a long. Andy day. used to say that, but after last year, you can. There's always an exception to the rule. That was okay. that was like five <laughs> fishing times ago for Andy. Yeah, I mean, come on, that's yeah, all that the news. Was one of the last time you were out, you caught a whole bunch of them. After you caught one on the first cast. It might be more like eight times out. Get it straight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so. Oh, and uh, I did. Uh, I did move. I meant to tell you this. I moved quite a few fish on, or quite a few, probably three of the fish that I saw pre-fishing while I moved on the raptor. And... A little inch raptor. Well, the big one, yeah. The one that I shipped yeah. you. Love it. Now, why didn't you fish in the tournament? Huh? <laughs> uh, I did. I threw it in the tournament. I didn't move any fish on in the tournament. I moved some pre-fishing. <laughs> I was jacking with you. Uh, no, I was. Uh, that's probably the most tired I've been after fishing a tournament because I didn't throw anything under ten inches in five days. Wow! Everything I got, yeah. fifty pounders, and I uh, was ripping big minnow baits. And uh, the easiest thing to throw was probably the raptor. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, that that, that big one's not even that easy, but it is uh, easier than some of that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, what what kind of boat are you fishing out of? I've got a uh, Ranger 620. That's a big boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, we needed every bit of it on Sunday. Yeah. Now, how long have you had that? Um, four years. I bought it. Yeah, I bought it right after right after my little girl was born. The way I remember it, because I figured it's probably one of the last boats I'll ever buy, because then I had two. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> Kids change some things. Nicely done. Smart move. Yes, they do. And, uh... So... <clears throat> that that thing handles big waves for you well? Yeah. I, uh, I've had it up to St. Clair and, and four footers and 
been happy with it. And it was probably in three footers and uh, two and three footers this past Sunday. It, it does fine. I mean, it does as well as anything. And you know, it's in four footers if that's what you choose to fish. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, I've, I've had no no complaints with it whatsoever. I don't care what kind of fishing boat you're in. You're in waves big enough, you're going to get wet. Heck yeah. 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 Nice. Now, before the podcast, you're telling us, well, telling me and Todd a little bit of a uh, story about some issues you had while towing. Oh, yeah. Wow. I, I thought it was hilarious how you remedied part of the situation. So <laughs> I'm going to ask you to kind of fill in the details since no one else listening knows, not even Vance. Uh, I noticed on the way, it's a, it's a miracle we didn't have any trouble on the way up, uh, but we noticed on the way up about 70, 75 miles an hour, I had a vibration in the boat trailer, and I noticed it actually coming back from Madison a month and a half ago. Uh, so I replaced, um, I, had a back, I replaced that, uh, but then we left for Minnesota, and I still noticed the vibration. Well, we, long story short, we get to Minnesota with no problems, no tires fell off, fish all week, and then Sunday after the tournament, we're in the parking lot at the uh, motel packing up our stuff, and Greg Thomas walks by, and he goes, hey, your, uh, your hub looks a little low on, on oil, and uh, me and my dad look at it like, yeah, yeah kind of does, but uh, my dad put his hand up on top of the tires, he was leaning over, and metal poked him in the hand, hmm. I coming out of the tire, so, uh, oh, so we changed that tire, put my new fare on, uh, changed that, and added uh, oil to the hub. And then uh, as we're changing that tire, we're looking at the other tire, and it's got kind of uh, waffling like it's broken a belt. Like, oh, that's great. So I take that tire off, and I didn't have an, another spare. Um, so I walked back to Greg's Ranger and proceeded to take his... Uh, his spare tire with me back to Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you inform Greg you were doing it, or you just took it? I did. Uh, I said, Greg, I'm taking your tire. And he goes, what tire? I said, your spare tire off your boat. He said, well, I need it. I said, I need it more. I'm driving, you know, 16 hours. <laughs> he said, well, I need a hub. I said, well, I brought an extra hub. So I traded in my hub for a spare tire. Okay, <laughs> so we got, like, this black market of... Ranger trailer parts going on in this motel's parking lot. Uh, if you uh, if you if you have a a boat, you are experienced with changing hubs and spare tires. And if you don't travel with a, an impact uh, electric impact and a floor jack, then you're missing out because it makes life way easier. <laughs> mm. I can't believe Greg noticed something on your boat. That's I think he was at first he was just kind of being uh, being a smartass, and then mm-hmm. and then he oh I was actually right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was being a nice guy. The least mechanical person on the planet. Yeah. It's that's. He was well to change his socks, much less change his oil in his motor. Oh yeah. my goodness! <laughs> I love it. Change his socks. <laughs> oh gosh. So I mean, at least that happened in the parking lot, right? Yeah, yeah. So we uh, and I mean, we that's made a blessing. it all the way back. No trouble. Uh, yeah, I'm glad we found it in the parking lot. Uh, yeah. It was like a lot here for me. Yeah. Now, I got a question. You went up to this tournament obviously to try to win. What would you have done if you would have won that other ranger? Obviously, you kind of talk about these things. Me and Daddy kind of talked about it. And we decided <laughs> that we were going to sell it. Uh, but he well, wants he just want another boat. But he decided he wanted a bigger one than a six nineteen. So he was going. We were just talking. We had actually wanted. We were going to sell it. But okay, so but your dad guide also. Does your dad guide also? He does. Yeah, we both uh, we both had it in a K run for Tony and Greg. Okay. Yeah. We don't get to fish. The only time we actually get ever get to fish together is fishing the tournament. We're on the lake a lot together, but usually it's in passing while I'm yeah. going to one, he's going to another. The only time we ever actually get to fish together is fishing the tournament. 
That's cool. So was it your dad that kind of got you hooked up with Greg and Tony, or, or how did all that how did that all come about? Um, no, I was I actually got him into uh, into guiding uh, my senior year of college. Um, they, uh, I was, my senior year of college, I, I played baseball in college. My senior year, in order to keep uh, my scholarship, I had to do some some work stuff. But that's pretty much all I had to do for class. Uh, was to work for in the, in the volleyball, the girls' volleyball department, which was a terrible job, by the way. It was awful. Uh, <laughs> what was so bad about it? Um, you know, you had to look at those uh, terrible volleyball shorts. Oh, my God. I'm going to say, <laughs> I was going to say that women's volleyball is like my second favorite sport to watch outside of football. Yeah, well, I had that terrible job, and all I did besides that my uh, last semester of college was fish. Um... And I was out on the lake, probably, I didn't even have a boat, but my dad kept his boat out there. So I was probably fishing 50 and 60 hours a week my last semester of college. And I got to know Greg and Tony, and uh, Tony asked me to start guiding um, my, my last semester of college. And then after I did it for a while, using my dad's boat, and he's like, look, you got to get your own boat. He's like, I want to go fishing. I'm like, well, you need to start guiding. So I he sold me his Christfinder that he had at the time, and he went and bought another boat. And we were both started guiding. Uh, for me, it was full time in '06, uh, and then then I I got another job, and I just guided on my days off after that. Um, but I've been doing it, I guess, since my tenth year now. Hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So you're you're living the dream of guiding, tournament fishing, family life. And oh, I get the I get the best of it all. Yeah, I just got the, the kids bathed and um, ready for bed. Doing a little bit before you guys called, and got to go to work tomorrow. And then I got to turn around and be at the lake on uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. <laughs> yes, not always a dream. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good though. And there's no break because you can fish the cave year round, outside of the hot yeah. summer. Yeah, the only time we really shut it down for sure is in uh, pretty much July and August. Yeah. And even then, if you get a you know a week long cold front and drops the water in the seventies, that's still a possibility. Yeah. Hmm. For me, that's usually my time to catch up on whatever I need to do around the house. So I don't fish much in July and August unless it's fishing with PMTT. Antiquing, huh? <laughs> PMTT. Oh, I thought you said unless I'm antiquing, and oh I'm my like. God. <laughs> So what is, what is your dad fish out of now? Is he is he in a ranger as well? No, he's got a um a Tuffy uh twenty one hundred. Yeah. Is that a uh, is that a that's a glass boat too, right? It is, yes. Yeah, that's those Tuffies are not very popular in our area. They're not. You don't. Well, see, we just don't know anything about them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever seen one. On, I mean, glass on period up here. Glass period up in this in this region is like really. Everybody's in aluminum almost. You know, mm-hmm. when we go down to Kentucky and we go to these tournaments and stuff, it's like you know, it it's completely opposite. Everybody's in glass. I mean, Andy could be in glass all the time, but I mean, he he could fudge the numbers, but he's just never out. That's right. Keep hitting me low. Well, if you're Big a sit here and call me Big V all podcast, I'm going to throw digs back at you. You're in my boat more than me. Yeah. I like that glass, man. All the all the boat problems I I come by, I, you know, I, I I keep thinking about it. You know, you always think about the next boat when you're when you die on the water with clients and stuff. <laughs> so so I'm, I also throw myself under the bus here on this podcast. Um, how, how does how does that toughy compare to your your big ranger? Uh, exact same one, uh, and it's uh, I believe it's the same beam, um, but the gunnels on the toughie are, are are wider. Which it's, the only thing difference I can see in is it, it makes it fish narrower than my boat. But other than that, um, you know they're essentially close to the same. Uh, in, in size and, and everything like that. Ride quality and 
handling, all that stuff seems to be similar. And yeah, it's similar. I'm, uh, I mean, I, I like mine better. But yeah, I, I, trust me, I can't fact-check you because I don't know where there's a 620 around here or even a Tuffy in the... I don't even know if there's a Tuffy in the state of Pennsylvania. Yeah. My last, my previous boat was a Tuffy before I got into a Ranger. Uh, so I've had both, and I, I like both. They're both good boats. Um, nothing wrong with either one of them. You guys have double windshields or just consoles? Yeah, How do you have your setup? We both have dual consoles. Uh, if I was ever to have my ideal boat rather than one I just, I mean, I, I, I love the boat I'm in, and I've probably had it for a long time. Um, but if I had just money with an option, I'd love to have a, uh, a 620 tiller. I'd love to have a tiller boat. Oh, you're, you're, you're singing to Vance's heart right now. Yeah, they're not too fun. It would be the cold weather, but other than that, yeah. I would, I mean, those things are huge. You got, you could play tennis in that thing if you wanted. Yeah, the, the, you get a, you get a lot of space, man, but when the fall comes around and the lake that Todd and I are fishing, it, it kind of blows one or two ways during this time of the year, and it it gets pretty, it gets brutal at times. But it, right. I I think yeah, I, I I texted Todd the other day. I was like, "Do you want to switch boats for like an hour or two? You <laughs> need to warm up. Just to warm up. <laughs> yeah. Now Greg used to fish uh, out of a six twenty tiller, didn't he? Or is that a six eighteen? Who Greg? Yeah. Yeah, he used to have a six twenty tiller. Okay. Uh, now, if I did if I did more fishing up north than what I do now, I don't. I'd probably have to rethink the uh, the tiller idea. But yeah. For yeah. here, a tiller would be perfect. Yeah. Vance likes it up here. Mm-hmm. Well, how, how's fishing in the cave right now? You uh, you're, you're obviously in full swing. Uh, actually, fall fishing here on Cave Run is is great. Um, I just talked to my dad. He was guiding today. Uh, they got. Uh, Last I talked to them, they got four. Um, nothing, nothing huge. I think 30, 38 was his biggest. Um, I know another guy of ours got a 44 today. Uh, but it, it's been going great. Um, top water, bucktails, rubber baits, uh, all, you know, all been, been producing. We got good weed growth, which makes it a lot easier than what that was last fall when we had any weed. Um, or it makes it easier for the casting for the casters. I prefer yeah. it. Me, I, I'm 50-50 casting versus trolling. Last year was great for me. I caught more fish in the fall on cave run than I've ever caught uh, per hour uh, than I've ever caught, and there was no weed in the whole lake last fall. Uh, hmm. I did a lot of trolling. On a 15 fish day, was my best day last fall. That's quite a few fish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This year we haven't uh, haven't hit those numbers, but it's just been a consistent. Uh, consistent fight this year. It's been really, been really good. Uh, everybody's been getting fish pretty consistently um, throughout the fall so far, and the, the water's still really warm. So we're going to be fishing well into December, if not into January. And my favorite time of the year, uh, live bait fishing is getting ready to come up. That's something that's relatively new down here for us that we, because you just can't go out and buy a sucker. You got to go out and uh, catch them. I was, I was going to ask you where you secure your bait from, and you kind of answered that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I spend a lot of time in the, the creeks and the streams um, trying to catch some, some live bait down here. Is it sometimes harder to catch the bait than to catch the muskie that you caught the bait? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, used to, I used to think that I'm like, oh, I'm a muskie fisherman. All these other fish are easy. And then when I actually try, I tried like sucker and fishing and stuff like that, like try to target a speed, like when you just go out fishing for fish, that's one thing. But like when you're like, I'm going to try to catch bait mm-hmm. and you're just humbled by it. You're like, I just wasted a whole afternoon yeah, and I, I failed. <laughs> I, oh, can't, yeah. I can't, I can't. I used to do, I used to have, uh, we used to do some hybrid striker fishing years ago on the local lake and I'd be like, okay, I got this afternoon, I got to go out and get some creek chubs it happened many times that I was at the bait shop buying some shiners because I was like man <laughs> I spent four hours trying to catch, catch these chubs and I have four of them that's not going to last us very long no <laughs> so you just end up bait. in bait anyway <laughs> you set the trap overnight right yeah I can never catch them in the damn trap 
Mm. You know this. Another trapper, I guess. I, I, <laughs> I remember one time, and this is this is going back when I was just like, oh, I want minnows. I knew of a ditch just like a couple miles from the house, so I just took like a piece of bread, threw it in one of those like funnel minnow minnow traps, mm. and I was just a dumb kid, you know. Mm. I go back, I pull it out. You could not fit another minnow in this thing. Really? These creek chubs packed, and I'm like, okay, great. So I remembered this, you know. And a few years go by, and my friends want to all go fishing, you know, whatever, just for fish in the, in the pond by the house. I'm like, I'll go get us some minnows. Don't worry. Nothing. Because you caught them all. Yeah. I mean, but it was a couple years later. It's like when you need them, good luck. But when you're just, oh, I yeah. just want a few to just catch a bass. Yeah. You, they just overflow. Yeah. But now that I stole the thunder with a stupid minnow thing. Yeah. But. Yes, yeah, so you're going to, so you're actually catching your bait, and you're allowed to. Use that bait that you catch. And, yeah, that's cool. I can't get to, you know, we're not allowed to get bait up here. We can't, you have to use, you have to use pot bait. There's nowhere to buy suckers around here. I, that's how I used to live bait fish up here. You know, in Chautauqua is, you know, we brought it from home. We would catch them in our local streams, big creek chubs, suckers, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, but now you can't do that. To transport, they have different laws. You have to have a receipt for bait. So I'd have to, like, drive to, Let me ask you this: Is there anything that's like maybe not up to Johnny Law with them bringing that bait in from out of state? I prefer to do the don't ask, don't tell method on that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I didn't know because I saw that Tony took a picture of some guys releasing a brown trout off the back of his boat. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a long time client is. He's been fishing with Tony for probably uh, 25 years. <laughs> Who's using chocolate paydays for for bait? Well, yeah, I, I didn't want to uh, segue yet, but that was too oh, good of a way. Vance's eyes got huge. <laughs> Give us If anybody didn't see Tony's post from today, you know, he has this picture of this guy... You can you just know what he did. You can tell what's in the water. First off, I don't know why you would post that, but really, why would you even want a photo in the first place? You get a certain age, you don't care. But why would you do that? It's not going to be good for business. I think some got on the kicker. <laughs> It's bad. Do you, Lance? Do you know anything about that photo? Because it, it's it's worthy of the podcast if you do. Oh, uh, well, I know um, mm. that, that like I said, I got it for Tony and Greg both. And they, I, I, I've never had the problem with you know uh, people using the bathroom in the boat over the side of the boat. I've never had anybody ask to use the bathroom in the boat. I'm, but everybody else had to ask to go to the, to the shore. And I'm like, hey, whatever, you know, we'll go to the shore. Uh, but Greg, uh, I got a good story. Greg was guiding up on St. Clair this summer, and he had one, he had a, one of the just-in-case porta potty things or, or whatever in his boat. And his guy was, uh, was using the restroom, and he went to dump it out after he was done, and he slipped, and he dumped the porta potty right on top of his buddy's head. what do you do next you rinse that rinse it out and be like i'm sorry buddy but i gotta now dump more water on your head i jump in the lake i don't don't think there's any coming back from that i mean (laughs) trip's over the trip's over take me in yeah yeah i'd have been done Oh my god! He might have been done if I got a hold of him. Sweet God! Yeah, yeah. See, and, and, and that's the difference, you know. When you're out there in that big water, you can't just you can't just run in. I mean, you have to be prepared for that. And you're fishing on out in the middle of Lake of St. Clair. I mean, we're lucky here. I mean, that's one thing. We don't fish that like pristine lake. That you know, of course, St. Clair's not a pristine lake, but we don't fish a place like Cave. 
where it's just yeah. trees and you're looking at the beautiful woods. You might hear a turkey gobbler, see a deer come down. I mean, where we have bodies everywhere. But like, no matter where I'm at, if someone says they got to go to the bathroom, there's a marina, there's a restaurant. I can be yeah. there in like five minutes, no matter where I'm at. I can be 18 miles of the lake. So that kind of makes it nice to take the women out and stuff. That yeah. you know, we're able to take them in to use a real restroom because the women aren't real keen on paying in buckets and things like that. No. <laughs> or just. <laughs> and we have, you know, we've got uh, probably seven or eight restrooms around K Run at the boat ramps. Uh, at the ramps, yep. I'd like to thank uh, Louie and, and Tony. We're just trying huh? to chum some carp today and hopefully yeah. follow. I don't know. <laughs> They must have been on a really good bite. Yeah, he just did, uh, he yeah, just yeah. couldn't wait. <laughs> Could not leave. They just had to do it right then and there. Love it. Yeah, they were. Uh, you know, the uh, the payday bite was, was hot. Payday. Oh my god. I'm still when I when I saw that top water. Do you think it was, was it a top water bite or was it a sinker? Yeah. <laughs> it probably. <laughs> okay. Floater sinker. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. You know, some, something that, that we, Vance, Big V, and Todd, capital uh, T, uh, what, we th- what we three do is we have a mass text message, and we send screenshots of stuff to each other, and I saw that, I'm like, how come I haven't got this from anyone else? <laughs> and I wrote, can you believe Tony posted this with the screenshot? Yeah. So even if it's tore down, I still have it. Uh, yeah, it's good stuff. It's been a hot topic today. Last I looked there on uh, on Facebook, it had like 60 comments. It's gone viral. It's... Oh my gosh! I would not want to be that guy unless unless they set it up to do it like that. Unless it's just fake. I, I don't think. Oh, it's fake. Uh, Louis would, probably doesn't care too much. He, here it is now. It has uh, 113 likes and 77 comments. Love it. Oh, oh my gosh! If anybody <laughs> hasn't seen it, please search search out Tony Grant and and, and see it Forgot for yourself. If you don't want to have a nightmare. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's okay. Back on back on topic. So you like the sucker fish? Dude, <laughs> yeah, Sunday. I love fall sucker fishing. What now, what size you get? What what size are you getting down there? Like when you're catching them, you get some good size. Uh, generally, ten to sixteen is about the biggest we'll ever catch them out of streams here. That's awesome. Now, I guess for for people that suck at catching bait like myself. Give me some tips on, on what you do to catch your suckers. Um, well, and don't say like a worm on the bottom either. I mean, is that, is that a big secret down there? Kind of. Okay. All right, I get it. We'll, we'll, we'll talk after the podcast. I might fish in 2018. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Well. Are you using uh, the sucker fishing you're doing? You're doing it off of float? Uh, I do. I run some off the boat, and uh, and, I, and I run them off a of float out behind the boat. So it's just depending on how many, really, how many people we got in the boat, how many, and how much I have to get bird nets out versus how much time I have to watch suckers. It depends on how yeah. many suckers. So, so you guys are, like, casting, and you're dragging suckers behind. Right. Yeah, okay. usually going along the weed line, uh, and I'll put my suckers right, right on t- at the very base of the weed, uh, and we'll cast kind of up to the break of the weeds, and usually, uh, usually it's pretty well. Now, typically, is it like one sucker per one muskie, or I know that sometimes they're you're going to catch zero muskies per sucker, but right, what like do they do the suckers hold well after you? you know, put the hooks in them, and at the end of the day, they didn't get hit, you just let them go, or do you put them back and say, you're, you're round two tomorrow? No, I've, uh, I've drugged the same sucker for three or four days. That's a terrible <laughs> way. Uh, I've had any luck on it. Now, usually they start getting pretty good holes in their sides from the hooks, but they're no worse for wear. Some, it, you know, some of them, and then some of them died within 10 minutes of you putting them in. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> figured out the secret to that. 
Hmm. That just sounds like a lot of jacking around. You keeping them in your live well? I I do. Yeah, and there's another issue. Then you know, about every week or two, you got to take a shot back to your live well pump, get the scales out. Yeah. And then your live well will stink. Yep. Oh, it smells wonderful. I've had some experiences with leftover sucker and <laughs> <laughs> forgot about one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we had Greg come back from uh, Minnesota a few years ago and we found one in February. Oh, my. Oh. Tell me he was under the front seat of his truck. <laughs> oh, it was, it was in the live well and it turned to soup. It was awesome. Turned to <laughs> soup. Mm. It doesn't. It doesn't freeze down there either in Cave Run, does it? So that thing was uh, just baking. Definitely not. We, the last two, two out of the last three years it has, um, but this past year it did not. But uh, usually, if we get any ice, it's just a skim. But a couple of years ago, we had about six inches. So you probably didn't go out and buy ice fishing equipment. No, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hop on that one. Uh, I do well to catch them in the soft water. I ain't even trying in hard water. <laughs> when you're, do you guys do uh, like when the other the other guys are going to the shows? Mm-hmm. You you're staying home sometimes, and you can actually run run some trips still. January, yeah. February, yeah. March, when when Tony and Greg are out promoting and doing their thing at all these shows and the the uh, road rules and all that, you guys are actually still fishing right through that sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, usually, January we don't don't do much fishing just because the weather's so unpredictable. As far as guiding, we don't we don't mm-hmm. do any. But in February, yeah, I've guided um, as early as uh, weekend around Valentine's Day. Uh, but yeah, we start and you you know as early as February, depending on the weather, and go. Yeah, while they're doing shows, I've guided many times while Greg and Tony have been yep. in the Husky show in April. Nice. Now, do you, you know, is it like seasonal? How, what, like the, the regions your clients come from? You know, if it's like early spring, you're seeing a lot of Midwestern people. I mean, what, is there just like a... I would, go ahead. In a, in probably 95% of our people are Midwest you know, Midwestern people, uh, up north, just in, in general. And, uh, because season's closed everywhere, you know, most other, other places. So, uh, they come down there to do some, to do some fishing. Now in the fall, it's a little bit slower, uh, for us because fishing is good in a lot of locations, not just, you know, here. Yeah. Yeah. So people have yeah. not where to go in the fall. Although, I mean, that is my favorite. I mean, it's fall at Cape Run, my favorite, um, so, you know, I wish we could get more trips in the fall just so more other people could experience what we what we have down here in, in the fall. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. Yeah. When uh, Fish and Cave Run, when, when can you tell if it's going to be a really terrible spring for you guys, water level-wise? Oh, uh, if you get more than... If it starts shooting up, the lake gets up. I don't mind the lake if it's up ten foot. Um, that's not too bad. We you know we can usually deal with that pretty good or pretty well. Um, but when it starts getting up twenty to thirty feet and it is not getting back down, that uh, it makes it a little tough. Mm-hmm. Um, although you know we did kind of figure out an open water trolling bite uh, a little bit the last time it was up because we didn't have any choice. Uh, not like you're going to fish shore. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's got silver lining, I guess, to everything. You figure out some other ways to catch them. This is not my favorite uh, way to do it when the water's 30 feet over normal. Mm-hmm. No, that's crazy. That's, that's Yeah, crazy. I mean, can you tell, like, you know, if it starts, if you're getting pounded with rain or if you guys have, like, a snow or something like that, like a month prior, just like, man, this is going to be a really long early season here because it's just the early indicators. It's usually not just one storm, but if we get, you know, three or four storms, like every four to five days uh, before the Corps of Engineers has a chance to open up the dam and let some of the water out, 
then you can tell it's going to be rough for a little while. If you get, if it just happens to roll around where every three to four days you're getting two inches of rain, it's going to be a, it's going to be up. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a neat fishery down there. And, uh, you know, what, has there anything like unique happened to you, you know, in your fishing, whether you're guiding or, or, uh, fishing with your dad tournaments, any cool stories? Yeah, I guess the, uh, the biggest fish I've ever caught was that, uh, I came home, I got a, a 52 and a half, and, uh, the same day that I got that, I got a 48, uh, 40 and a 42, but the, the way we got them, it was, it was pretty funny. Uh, we were fishing along there, we'd seen a few fish that morning, and, uh, we're in a, in a, a place at, at Cave Run, and I'm throwing a bulldog, and we'd seen a few, and, uh, my dad, I, I noticed him not casting for a little while. I look up there and I'm like, what are you doing? Well, he had just got back from down to the beach. Uh, so he had a bunch of bottle rockets in his boat. <laughs> what are you doing? He goes, watch this. He's shooting bottle rockets down into the weed beds in this cove we're fishing. I'm like, would you stop it? I'm trying to fish. Okay, so he's I shooting bottle rockets yeah, into where you're fishing. Bottle rock- the weed bed just exploding. You can, you know, and you see bait fish just taking off everywhere out of weed beds. It's crazy. I'm like, well, you know, thanks. Uh, you know, I'm trying to fish. <laughs> so about 10 minutes later, I'm still casting, and I catch, uh, let's see which one was first. Oh, yeah, I got the uh, the 40, I got a 48, you know, it hit me at both sides. And this is 10 feet from where he's shooting bottle rockets 10 minutes earlier. Unbelievable. I had a, I had a 48. Eating both sides and just, you know, everything went perfect right in the net. Um, I'm like, that's crazy. You know, you're shooting ball rockets in here and we're catching them. Five minutes, turn the fish loose. Five minutes later, we catch a 42 and then a 40 incher, you know, right after that. And he's continuing up there to shoot bottle rockets like a kid in a candy store into these weed beds. Just loving it. I'm like, you're killing me. This is, you know, it's a crazy story. It's never going to happen again. So we decided to leave and go get lunch. We went and got lunch, uh, and come back. We put him in the same cove, and uh, he gets out these bottle rockets. I'm like, would you stop with the bottle rockets already? I said, let's fish. So he starts shooting bottle rockets into the weeds again. Um, and then after about 10 minutes, he starts casting. But he has a fish following him up on his side of the boat. It was probably mid-40s. And I'm casting out the other side of the boat. And uh, about midway back on my retreat, and I just get smoked. And I uh, set the hook, and the biggest fish I've ever uh, I've ever caught uh, comes flying out of the water. While he's figure eight one on the other side of the boat, probably forty five inches. Um, wow! And it, we net it; it was probably probably on fifteen seconds, wasn't on long. And comes straight to the boat in the net, and you know I'm just kind of looking at him like, "What did you Where did you get this bottle rocket idea?" <laughs> he said, "I don't know." You say, you know, they sit down in the weed beds and all the bait stuck in the weeds. He said, I gotta get them out of here somehow. And oh that was the craziest God. day of fishing I've ever had. <laughs> we caught four fish all while he's shooting bottle rockets down in the weeds. Have you ever repeated that? Tried the str- that yeah. again? It's <laughs> just like a method now. We it has been repeated uh, at least twice, and sometimes in we have moved fish or caught fish each time, and I just did it. So every time we go, you know, one of us goes. Anywhere past the fireworks stand, good chance we're looking for some bottle rockets. <laughs> if anybody is worried about like the legality of it, the yeah, that or putting garbage in the lake, they drop a ton of stuff in Cave Run all the time for structure, for crappie and stuff. So I'm sure a couple yeah. bottle rocket, rocket, little bottle rockets, not gonna mean that. Yeah, the, the, the way we got the idea from is we. Originally, musky fishing here was fishing and stream uh, for us. And we would, you know, there's a, those streams here got laid down in trees and stuff everywhere. So we would go up and down the streams fishing out of the John boat, fishing the streams. And, you know, some days it would just, you know, seem like the stream was, if it was real flat calm, you know, some days you just wouldn't have any luck. Well, uh, Dad was talking to an old guy or I, not sure how he came up with the idea, but next time we go fishing, he's dragging a 14-foot logging chain off the back of our John boat, <laughs> banging it off every tree and limb down through the middle of this creek. And it's kind of the same thing with the bottle rocks, just musky everywhere. You know, it, I don't know if moving them 
come out of the structure down there, or, uh, you know, I don't know what happened, but it was, it was one of the craziest fish days I've had. Just getting them up and moving, I guess. Unbelievable. Well, that, that's why I take my trolling motor and banging off those logs yeah. in the fall. Mm-hmm. It helps the fishing. Mine breaks on a weed. <laughs> so I guess that I do well when the ski boat goes by, you know, stuff like that. Jet ski. Yeah, ski I've, yeah I've seen that same yeah. thing where before. I've seen, uh, you know, me be fishing a weed bed and not moving anything. And, it, you know, a guy <laughs> come by and just buzz right through the weed bed you're fishing. And then two cats later, you catch one or see one. I've had that happen there quite often. That's yep. some strategy. Any any listeners out there having a bad day, you're fishing a weed structured. Go go through there a couple times on plane. Do some circles. Well, I mean, you're, that's an old that's an old like. You take the 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 boat oar and you slap it on the water. There, I've seen people when I'm fishing weeds and whatnot, and sometimes the weed edge is a mile offshore. Or so you know, and I've I've seen people like perching and stuff uh, in this giant weed flat, and, and and they do circles just up on plane. You know, and people be like, "Well, what are they doing?" I'm like, "They're that's like." Old school strategy. They're trying to wake up the fish. Yeah. <laughs> I remember this one time, Vance, you told me this story that you were fishing. This guy on a jet ski started buzzing you. Oh, yeah. That was Todd, and it, it didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's nice. Uh, Good stuff, man. So you're, you're going to fish all fall into, into the spring there and... I think that's awesome. You fished the PMTT with your dad. I mean, that that's that's yeah. That's we have uh, we have a great time. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, I say it's the only time we ever get to, to fish together. Uh, but we we really had a lot of fun, and uh, I don't know if he enjoys it as much as he used to. He's getting a little, getting a little older. Uh, but I know he, he still gets a lot of enjoyment out of it just because we get to spend a lot of time together. Um, so I'll keep fishing with him as long as he wants to. And I guess I'll be forced to fish with somebody like Greg after that. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> now, does does Greg know the bottle rocket trick? Oh yeah, he was. I, he's been in the, uh, fishing the streams and stuff with me before. We've we've tried all kinds of crazy stuff. Greg uses M80s. I was just about to say something about he goes M80s. To the next, he, yeah, he goes to the next. Yes, he, he has quarter sticks. He he probably goes to the next level. <laughs> quarters he uses three sticks taped together I love it. he makes a new fishing hole i love it are you going to do the trail next year yes yes i am uh, i guess we we're supposed to uh, tim said they were supposed to announce the uh locations said they were supposed to be a few weeks but it always ends up being january it seems like where they announced it uh, i know the first one's cave run they didn't say that for sure um, but yeah, um, barring any unforeseen circumstances, I plan on fishing the, uh, the trail. Uh, I really enjoy doing it. And I, I, I don't, I mean, I learn, I, I try to go to every meeting for the tournament just to, you know, try to get an idea of how people, you know, if I didn't do well, well, what worked and what do I need, you know, what should I have thought about or what could I have tried? And I, I learn a lot from it. And I really enjoy that aspect of it. Hmm. I don't know if, uh, yeah, I might have missed this, but have you, have you ever won Team of the Year? No, I have not. We finished uh, top 10, I think, set, well, seven twice for Team of the Year. I haven't won an event either. I've come in second twice and third and fourth and fifth. And oh, it's, it's, it's coming. You're that close. It's coming. <laughs> we'll see. It'd be nice, but if not, uh, we had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's really great. I mean, we're we're approaching close to an hour right now. I mean, is there is there any other stories you want to tell us? Oh, I've got all kinds of stories. I don't know if any of the uh, podcasts were the. Uh, <laughs> well, we just talked. Podcast. We we did ten minutes on Tony's obscene post. That's true. Yeah, can oh, it be worse than that? These guys are these guys are from Kentucky now, Andy. You got to remember, it, it, it's a little different down there. Hey, mm-hmm. when I was down there, I saw nothing but professionalism <laughs> with everyone there. I don't know why they no, have that it, stigma. It, it is the it is the uh, nicest group. Of you know, I, I, I've been to quite a few events over the years. I mean, we used to get it all up a few years, but 
Kentucky's fun. Those guys, I mean, to me, they're, they're great. They know how to live. Guys get on there especially. Yeah. They are. They're all nice, Stop too. It. It's polite. Everybody's so Stop nice it. down there. Yeah, stopping at Pops. Get something oh, I'll be good. I love Pops. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I look forward to that. If we don't catch anything, who cares? We eat a Pops two or three nights. <laughs> it don't get any better. I mean, it's... It, 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 you know, it's a great place to go. It's a great place to experience. And as uh, you know, you know, as Lance said, I mean, it's all it's all year round. Everybody's got places to go in the fall. You know, I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't look forward to. You know, this cave run. I mean, I caught a giant fish down the cave run years ago in the fall. But you know, yeah. there's lots of other places I'd like to go in the fall. But you can experience that down there. That's probably their best fishing too. So when you're going in the spring. You're going to get a little extra fishing in. You might be missing out on the best time of the year by not going there in the fall. <laughs> yeah. We were actually, uh, Tony was talking about the story you catching the big one. Tony uh, pre-fished with me and my dad up at the championship uh, for two mm-hmm. days. Because, uh, you know, Tony fished with the tournaments with Greg this year. But Greg didn't plan on him and Tony doing well enough to make the championship. So he booked guide trips the whole week leading up to the uh to the, the championship <laughs> so Tony had the three oh, fish like that. Oh. Uh, yeah, the top of you uh, and that big one that you caught with yeah. people out there on the flask come up. Yeah. That, that silver one. The big silver Kentucky silver musky, yeah. Yeah, what was it? 53, 54? It was 52. It was, uh, I can't remember. But we did have a scale on there. It was like 40 and uh, big eight inch Wiley joined it. Yeah, they still work down here. I use a lot of water. Yeah, that was a good fish. Yeah, I, I I I look at that fish just about every time I'm over at Todd's. I got a replica of my my biggest one. Um, it used to be before I got married. That was my nice piece of furniture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What, what did you get after now? you got married? What did you get done? Uh, I got the 52 and a half, and I got it made into a glass coffee table. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, and now my buddy has a really nice cabin that it looks great in. Oh, my God. Oh. That is terrible. <laughs> uh, that's the only man cave I've got is my garage. I got a two-year-old and a four-year-old, and they've pretty much been between them and my wife. They've taken over the house, and I've got... I'm sitting out here in the garage and now I've got PMPT trophies and musky trophies hanging and stuff like that and deer on the all of them. I got the garage. Uh, yeah. The table doesn't really look too good in the garage. <laughs> oh man. I feel your pain. I got a two year old and a four year old. One more hypothetical. You win that boat this year. What what boats are you getting into if you're selling it? I mean, I, the one at the 620 I have, I really like it. I probably and I, I've got a four-stroke, and I, I've had good luck with it. I'll probably just keep the one I've got and take the money and probably do something smart with it, like pay off some bills or something. Oh, I thought you were gonna say build an addition to put your coffee table back in your house. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I could have a room. That ain't a bad idea. <laughs> talk to the wife about that and see how that goes. Just, I, I thought you said your dad was looking to get into a new rig or something. Yep, he is. Um, he's he's looking. Uh, he's been looking. At, he wants a six twenty one. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's going to go with a brand new one. Probably one three to four years old. But he just retired uh, a couple of years ago, and he's got a houseboat on on the lake. So all he's enjoying his retirement, sitting on his houseboat and guiding. You know, every or three, four, five days a week. And nice. we're going to get him a new boat, and I think it'll, it'll probably happen here pretty soon. Awesome. Good deal. Well, hey, uh, you want to hit up your plugs again? Yeah. Uh, Battle of the Beast Guide Service with Greg Thomas. Uh, you can look him up on, uh, here lately, I've been on Facebook, really, and active, and uh, BattleOfTheBeast.com, and then uh, K-Run Guide Service with Tony Grant. That's uh, kymuskie.com, uh, or you can look him up on Facebook as well. 
Nice. Now, how, how would they, if, if they're booking a trip with Greg or Tony, how do they divvy up the clients that, that they get to go with you? Should someone say, I want to go with Lance. He's a pretty awesome guy. He was great on the podcast. <laughs> uh, usually, I get the people that like to troll more because I troll more than most of the rest of our guys. I'm, I'm probably closer to 50-50 as far as casting versus trolling. Um, so if anybody wants to troll or has to troll because of limitations, that's usually who I get. Well, there you go. That's how you get Lance. And, uh, and I wouldn't, like I said, I don't want to pigeonhole myself, but we do catch some cats in the Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, you, you did say 50-50, but, you know, people might just say that to Greg and Tony and then be, like, getting your boat and, like, hey, we're casting the whole time. I just wanted to fish with you. <laughs> right, yeah. That's the excuse. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think casting's pulling jigging. I don't care how we catch them as long as we catch them. Uh, they're all just tools to catch them to me. It's, and that doesn't really matter. As long as they come in the boat, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Spoken like a true guide. Hundred percent right. agree with that comment. <laughs> Me too. Right. And uh, if if there's people out there that like trolling, please support our sponsors, Baker Bates. Find him on Facebook, Team Rhino Outdoors. Uh, please uh, check up Paul Frestario and Boss Shad. They've been, uh, you know, both both companies have been posting up some great fish that have been caught lately. Both are really, you know, unique baits in their own right, and. Uh, they, they, they truly help out the podcast, keeping this thing going for us. So please support them. Let them know that you've, you, you heard them being promoted on the podcast even before they decided to become sponsors. Um, I just want to keep reiterating, we're not taking sponsorships from just any Joe Schmo. This is stuff that we, we use and is a staple in, in the people that do get to go fishing's arsenal. And uh, we have uh, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. Todd, you want to hit that one? Yes, Todd Young, Muddy Creek Fishing Guide, ncfishandguides.com. On Give fish. us a call. Our, our season is winding down, but uh, we'll still take it. we got to wear life jackets here coming in a few days. Mm-hmm. Starting November 1st. But see, that that's a really good excuse because some people get cold, and a life jacket is so warm. I've done it. It does. It helps. It helps some people out, like the Big V. Oh, man. <laughs> I got time to do it. <laughs> What's up with this? I that came around. <laughs> drive all this way, I just get crushed. <laughs> get crushed. <laughs> It'll be all right. Mm. It'll be all right. And uh, St. Croix Rod's Best on Earth. Uh, Fatty Z Muskie Products. They're a proud sponsor of this podcast. Very proud. Very proud. And uh, fattyzmuskie.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Google search it. You guys probably know the whole routine by now. Um, thank you, Lance. It was a great, great talking with you. And uh, everyone out there, if you're out fishing, be safe, be careful. If water's cold, it'll kill you. And uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>